Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hunt in for Zubin. And Keyshawn, just judging people by their looks. No. You're not I'm wrong, not, though. You know, no, no, no. But you're not wrong in that assessment. 888-ESPN-888-779-3776. that are out there, especially those who lead franchises. That's all I'm saying. There's sometimes where, like you said, you point to them and say, that guy is deciding your fate. <laughs> that guy, him. Yeah. <laughs> this dude right here, Jay, is making a decision. With extra on, hairspray in his hair. Making a decision on whether or not yeah. you can play. Mm-hmm. Look at him. Does he look like he know anything about a sport? And he's making a decision on whether you can play based on some numbers somebody gave him and said he's really fast and can jump high. And that's the problem with the modern analytics is if you put too much on that, then then you really start becoming a prisoner to it because you don't have the experience of being a player or at least having some type of executive experience that you could Rick put, Spillman. You could behind. I was going to ask you, is there somebody, though, that doesn't look the part that impressed you that you're like, but he knows what he's doing? Like, one is there that, someone like that that you've seen that you just I, like? I had one on the basketball side. I mean, Jerry Krause. Yeah, that's a great point. Jerry, Jerry, Krause, Jerry Krause, right? Krause could find Jerry, a player. Jerry Krause, Jerry Krause, like just I'm trying to think in football. I mean, Brian Cashman never Cashman. really played. Like you know, Brian Cashman's done a great job for twenty plus years with the Yankees, and really all he he worked his way up from a pencil pusher but to see, GM. Part part of the problem with me is some of these guys that like like Brandon Beam, general manager of Buffalo Bills. He doesn't look a part like a general manager yeah. of football guy, guy. Mm-hmm. but I know him. And I've talked to him and I've sat in the room and studied film with him on many different occasions when we were together at the Carolina Panthers. He was just a, 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 a scout. And him and I, when I come out of practice, we sit down, we evaluate talent together and everything. And I knew he knew. Mm-hmm. I knew he knew. But a guy like Jerry Angelo, who was with me at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, went on to become the general manager of the Chicago Bears. One day I'm at practice and we're standing on the sideline. And Jerry Angelo, we're talking, and Jerry Angelo, Edron James had just had a great game. And he goes, you know, I really didn't know how good that guy was. Wait a minute. What? You're getting ready to be the general manager of the Chicago Bears, and you're scouting players, but you're telling me you didn't know how good he really was. Like, come on, man. Did well, you then, watch him at Miami? Well, then, Keith, that goes to another question. I mean, how much – how much credibility are you putting into your scouts that are actually going out to come back to you with that information? If you, if you don't have a feel for the game, but if you even, have a feel for it, you talent, better have some scouts that do. But th- so now you're trusting people. If you don't have a feel, now you're trusting people and, and their credibility about their feel. But our, but our scouting department was one of the best. Okay, Warren so Sapp, John you, Lynch's, Rondé Barber's. That's how you do it. Our scouting department right. was one of the best. Tony Dungy, Rich McKay. He worked in the scouting department with them, but he was a guy that went out to identify the talent to bring it back to Rich McKay. And mm. he didn't recognize how good Andrew James that, was. That could be dangerous. Again, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, as we're asking, good, bad, great, when it comes to the quarterbacks in this draft that you'll have, because we just told you about the, the last 20 years or 21 years of drafts, 20 years, and we have 38 quarterbacks taken in the top 10, and we categorize them. But what about the five that we think could go in this first round? Where would they go? And also, of course, the, uh, 
the, the generational or stupid conversation as we didn't get a chance to really put, go deeper into the Atlanta thing. So why don't we do that first as we go to the calls of Leroy in Palm Beach uh, on that conversation about the Atlanta icons. Is it, really, there's somebody bigger than Trey Young? Leroy? Hey, good morning. How are you good guys? Good morning. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, obvi- I mean, obviously the two you mentioned, but what about a guy like Deion Sanders who played for two major Atlanta franchises? Yeah, prime time. The, I mean, right, obviously, yeah. I, I just, I, I don't know what would man. Uh, we can Brady go through somebody to we make go, that tweet. We can go through a long lit. Man, I just, just think it start, it starts and ends with Hank Aaron. It yeah, you can go Hank Aaron. You can go Smoltz. You can go Glavin. You can go yep. uh, we, uh, uh, Chipper Jones, yep. Maddox. I mean, we can go Dave Justin. I mean, we can go on and on and on and pick different sports. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there was once a guy that was held to another level called the Vic Experience, Michael Vick, Michael Vick, Michael Vick prior to his dog incident was Atlanta. He was, he was the city, period. So, you know, you can pick a lot of. So his he, impact was felt beyond the sport, which is oh what the tweet God. was about. The impact felt beyond, beyond the, the sport. sport we need man. to bring this the man whole on the city show. was buzzing. Right? Man, it's Mike Vick, number seven, headband. Yeah. I want to hear this experience. guy defend himself. No, he needs to call will. into the show no. and defend yourself on this. The yeah. Vick experience. Read his tweets after the fact. He realized his mistake. <laughs> all right, thanks, grab another Thanks one. for all the it. feedback. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Uh, let's go to Patrick in Atlanta. Patrick? Yeah, man, first off, let me say that Jay will does not want this smoke when it comes to his ridiculous thoughts on LeBron over MJ for the GOAT conversation. And, and well, then bring it then. Oh, well, then bring it then. Patrick, well, then okay. bring it then, Patrick. Okay. Bring it. I, I Go ahead. I got three points you can't refute. I got three Go points ahead. you can't refute. Go ahead. First of all, First of all, LeBron James wasn't even the best player on on his team when he was in Miami, and wow. Michael what? Jordan would have never gotten smoked against Dirk Nowitzki and JJ Barea in the finals. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's not a fact. That's subjective. I just want you to know that's subjective. He said Nowitzki and JJ Barea and JJ Barrera. Yeah, just skipping Steve Nash and everybody. Okay, that's fine. I like it though. It's good. It's Go ahead. Approach. Here are the, the two points. The fact is that Jordan never played with more than one All Star on his team, and Jordan played when you can be knocked down. And if he were playing in today's game where the, the silliest Tiki Tech foul is called, he would average 40, 50 points a game. Okay. And so, LeBron so you, James you only never call, went to you, college, you and like, LeBron James never retired from the sport, so he has more years to compile more stats. So you, you only determine the greatest player of all time just by scoring points? No, I determine it by winning. I determine it by but, 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 being but, the most feared person on the court and being the best so, player on your team at all times. When LeBron so, James went to Miami, Dwayne Wayne was the go-to on that team. And LeBron, nah, nah, yeah, Patrick, I can't. Patrick, on, I'll tell you what. Patrick, I, can't, I, I can't am on your side year. with the Jordan versus LeBron debate, year. but I would never say that that I would never say that LeBron wasn't the best player on his team. Maybe, in, maybe he was the best maybe, player maybe, on his team. Maybe in the transition stages going to Miami, it took time Thank for you, him Patrick. to become I, the guy. But it probably was Dwayne's, probably no, no, wait, a little no, no. bit. Here's how the story a went. little bit in the first season. No, no, no. In Why Miami, we- this is how it went. In Miami that year, I was very close to all that stuff. I covered all that stuff very closely. Not an that, issue. That's the well. I'm going to tell you uh, what happened was is that year started out awkward. They were a 500 team early on, uh-huh. and they had a conversation and yes. they had to figure it out. And it was Dwayne Wade, sort of like what Kyrie did with James Harden, and said, "It's your team." Yeah. Like he handled the, you got you because you're not yourself if the ball is not in your hands. And Dwayne Wade figured out how to play off the ball. It became LeBron's team. 
Now, LeBron was the best player on, on that team. But but this – see, Patrick was making that argument. But the fact that Dwayne Wade – see, now but, I would but, argue but, with is you. Is that generational or stupid? Well, can I, can I jump in here? I mean, everybody holds this against LeBron. Like, who were his coaches for the first several years in Cleveland? Like, because Michael Jordan had Doug Collins. Doug Collins is a legendary coach. Like, he allowed Michael Jordan to unleash. Yeah. And then Michael Jordan got Phil Jackson. So can we talk about management and how that plays? He's like, oh, it's only about winning. Well, okay, management has to put you in a position to win. Isn't that management's job? But, but I would – see, I'm going to counter with you. Okay. That LeBron had – Paul became, Silas? Well, after – Paul Silas was a good coach. After him was Mike Doug Brown. Okay. He had Mike Brown, who also, again, defensive-minded coach. But we all know that LeBron had a say in who was coaching him. Because there were coaches that he wanted nothing to do with. He was the one who decided coaches. Michael Jordan never, never got involved in that stuff until the very end when Phil wasn't coming back. Well, I'm not coming back. That was at the end, though, when they already had success. That is a big difference between those two. All right? that, that, I mean, that's true. That's the difference between those two. LeBron right. was a kid, though, early in his career. Yeah. He came out of high school. Michael Jordan went to college. Yeah. So I mean, his success early on in Cleveland is a plus. He's a kid, man. He's I, a kid. I don't. We always get. I mean, people just. It sounds like people just have animosity towards LeBron. Well, of course they do. Like, it, and it's, it's fine. I get it. I'll never pick a side, Jordan or LeBron, because I love them both. I enjoy them both. Just I, look I, at I, all I, the things LeBron does. Passing. I mean, I understand he doesn't score fifty points. Jordan, tonight, Jordan passed Jordan, too, man. He no, passed. but not like LeBron. I understand that, but the game also has changed to a degree where. Oh, I agree. And you know, you know that Jay, you played in the NBA. I Why agree. am I explaining to you? No, but this I agree. Is, this is also another. You know, like you can these morph into other discussions. All right, that's the greatness conversation. And then we talk about a generational conversation, which is when people say Steph Curry changed the game more than anybody because of the three point shot and his and the distance he'll shoot it from. Where I just feel like, and again, we'll get into this stuff later. Uh, who knows when? That LeBron and the way he, he LeBron the way he passes. That also changed the game from an era that everybody was a singular player who carried teams by themselves. Well, Magic right. did it before well, LeBron. Well, yeah, well but, but, again, he brought it, it. He brought it. But back. also, Jordan changed the game uh, uh, in a lot of ways. Now. I know, but this was going to happen. <laughs> Jordan changed the game in a lot of different ways too. Yes, pulling up at the elbow, shooting turnarounds, going to the cup. You know, all, about, all sorts of things. How about Play, just just dunking on people? Dunking like, on like people. That was also something yeah. that changed everything Man. as well. And was a, a two big way part guy, of one taking, of the best taking guys the NBA doing from that? from Bird and Magic Max. and bringing it into also obviously the the worldwide conversation. All right, Kyle Pitts, as we go back to the NFL, says the first four picks will be quarterbacks. We'll see if our NFL insider agrees with him. That's next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Think about Kyle Pitts and that unique talent. Kyle Pitts is not just a tight end. This is six foot six, 240, 245 pounds. You take a player like Kyle Pitts, you just make him a mismatch problem. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. KJZ. ESPN Radio, Alan Hunt in for Zubin. And as we talk about an NFL draft that will finally get here tomorrow, headbanger, go ahead. Let's bring in Dan Graziano, our ESPN NFL insider, who joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. It's brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. So, Dan, good morning. Um, I'm sure you've seen this. Kyle Pitts, as all these draft picks are now making the rounds through the media, doing all their different appearances. And and he said something that was kind of interesting. He said he expects the first four picks to be quarterbacks. Now, a lot of us wonder if maybe it could be. Um, but do you? Do you think he'd actually go that far where he's not taken in the top four? After the top three, what do you expect to happen at four? Yeah, unless Kyle Pitts is changing positions, I don't think the top <laughs> four picks are going to be quarterbacks because I think he's going to be the fourth one. But I will say this. Once the quarterbacks go one, two, three, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and whoever the 49ers are taking, be it Mac Jones, Trey Lance, whoever, uh, then the Atlanta pick at four becomes very interesting. Let's say the Niners take Jones and the Broncos love Trey Lance. Now that Broncos may want to make an aggressive move from nine to four to get their quarterback. And this is, again, hypothetical. I'm, I'm just putting names with teams. If the Falcons get a good enough package to trade out of four and not have to move too far down, then, yeah, the first four picks could be quarterbacks. I just don't think Atlanta's going to take one. I think Atlanta will take Kyle Pitts if they stay at four. If they trade out because some team wants to go up to get a quarterback, then, yes, Kyle Pitts' prediction comes true. And Atlanta, if they only have to go back to, say, nine – uh, can still get a really good player and add picks to a roster that uh, that needs help. Let me ask you this, Dan, based on what you just said, is the Kyle Pitts at four to Atlanta, if they stay put, is the determining factor whether Julio Jones is going to be there? Uh, you know, hmm. is he going to be there or not be there? It could It could depend on that, yes, because I think if they draft Kyle Pitts, um, then they consider Julio Jones to at least some extent uh, to be replaced, right? I know Pitts is a tight end, but we've had a lot of conversations about how he's more than that uh, and, you know, his size and his speed and all that. And they have Calvin Ridley, who's a first-round pick a couple of years ago, so that might free them up to discuss a Julio Jones trade uh, more seriously. This is something that would be done for salary cap and, and salary, you know, cash relief, uh, to, to move on from an aging player who um, you know, is still obviously a great player, but you know, has had kind of been in and out in terms of practice with uh, various ailments over the last couple of years. And it wouldn't be something the Falcons could really do until after June 1st for cap reasons. So it's not a sure thing that they'd move on from him, but it's something that they're definitely discussing. I just hope for the Atlanta Falcons that they certently don't think moving on from Julio Jones and replacing him, Dan, with – Kyle Pitts is the same thing. Even though we know it's not, you said it, but I just hope that they are not thinking that. Let me ask you this, Dan. The the Dallas Cowboys, we saw them, I guess, shock the draft last year with CeeDee Lamb out of Oklahoma being taken, and no one thought that that would be the call for them, but it was. What do they do at 10? So last year, 
they went in thinking defense. Uh, but then at their pick, they had a player in C.D. Lamb who was one of their top five players in the whole draft, and they were picking what, 17? They had to take him. So um, that could happen again, sure. Like let's say Kyle Pitts is sitting there at 10 uh, somehow, then maybe they go off of their plan. But that's not the expectation. And the way the Cowboys are approaching this draft is let's fix the defense. So I would imagine if they stay at 10 um, that they would take – probably the best cornerback available. I, I think maybe J.C. Horn or Patrick Sertan. I think that would lean Horn if I had to make a prediction there. The thing to watch for Dallas is if they're sitting at 10 and one or two of the quarterbacks is still there, is that when New England from 15, Washington from 19, Chicago from 20 start thinking about making a big move up the board and then Dallas can slide back and get a really good defensive player and also add picks as well. So that's something to watch out for if those quarterbacks last beyond that top eight or nine. Dan, what could you see the Packers doing as it relates to finally getting Aaron Rodgers some help? What do you see? Yeah, I think they'll probably trade up and take a quarterback. No, wait, that was last year. They, they won't do that again, <laughs> I, I don't think. Uh, the, look, the Packers, you have to understand, the Packers don't draft the way we want them to. They, they, don't, they don't do it the way, like, oh, Aaron Rodgers needs help, get him a receiver. Yes, they could do that. Because where they're sitting in the first round, there's some value at wide receiver. There's some interesting players. But that was true last year, too. And they made the long-term pick. The Packers believe that they are a very good team. They have won 13 games each of the last two years and been to the NFC Championship game. They are not going to draft just to help this year's team. They could take a receiver. Yes. If Devontae Adams is in the last year of his contract, right? We don't know what the future is going to be with Aaron Rodgers. They could look at it and say, yes, we need receiver help, not just for the short term, but the long. It wouldn't be just let's keep Aaron Rodgers happy. The Packers keep the broad view all the time in everything that they do. So if they take a receiver, yes, Friday morning we will be hailing it as, oh, finally, finally, finally. Even though, by the way, they've drafted Pro Bowl receivers for Aaron Rodgers in the second round four or five times during his career. Uh, but, yes, they could definitely look that way because that could be a, a need both short-term and long-term for them as they look ahead to the next several years. Remember, the Packers, they're in major cap trouble next year. We don't know what they're going to do with Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think they do either. So they could be looking at adding pieces for, you know, kind of a, a, a rebuild of sorts. Jeez. Amazing. Dan Graziano joining us here on the Goodyear Hotline, KJZ ESPN Radio. So I've got to ask you uh, the Jet question, of course, and that is <laughs> Zach Wilson at two and Trevor Lawrence is going one, Zach Wilson at two. And we've heard varying accounts about Zach Wilson and his potential. What's the latest you're hearing from the evaluators about like we like we've made a list, you know, who's going to be good, who's going to be great and who could end up being a bust. Where, where, what are you hearing about Zach Wilson and his potential as the expected number two pick by the Jets? Well, he's very exciting, and I think a lot of teams fell in love with him during the pre-draft process, and obviously the Jets, who we expect to take him next, uh, tomorrow night. I almost said next week. It's tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah. uh, they, uh, they, they, they were one of the teams that did, and they're in the position to take him. Look, throwing on the move, athleticism, decision-making, all those things. I mean, he, he checks the boxes. Um, but you mentioned, I mean, like if there's five guys going in the top 10 or even five guys going in the first round, history tells us that they're not all going to pan mm -hmm. out. We don't know which ones are, which ones aren't. The best guess that these teams have made is that Zach Wilson will be one of the ones that does. I think the 49ers certainly would have liked to be able to get up to two to take him, uh, but they couldn't because the Jets had decided on him. So 
yeah, he's viewed very, very highly as the guy second best behind Trevor Lawrence in this draft. You can even find an evaluator or two that said, you know, that they like Wilson maybe better. I don't know whether that's because we've just sort of been on Trevor Lawrence so long that people are finding things to say about him. But, yeah, there are things about Zach Wilson's game that people like a, a great deal as a high-end prospect at the position. Dan, we appreciate you. I'm going to be waiting with bated breath and, of course, never be comfortable with no matter what they do at number two. Thanks so much, Dan. My pleasure. All right. Let's get back to calls, guys. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, because uh, I'm not the only Jet fan that uh, has irrational thoughts. Yousef in Jersey joins us now. Yousef? Gentlemen, good morning. What's happening? Good morning. What's up, Yousef? What's happening? Hey, got a good good question for you guys. If every everyone's opinion about Kyle Pitts is so high, um, why would the Jets not take him number two and then pair him with a third or fourth pick if he's available with his own quarterback? Trask. That instantly gives you chemistry right there between two people, and then we can fill in the blanks with other picks. So you said take him at two and take uh, Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask like at 23? Third, third, oh, he, no, he means like like second round, third round, something like that. Joe Douglas would not have a job here in New York. Yeah, but what, what, I wouldn't do that. I'm not taking. You said was just asking. Like, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I know. I just wouldn't do it. Explain why you wouldn't do it, though. You've let go of Sam Darnold for Kyle Trask? Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not letting Sam Darnold go for Kyle Trask. No, I didn't need to do that because I could have kept Sam, and if I wanted to pick Pitts up, Mm -hmm. I could have dropped out of the two spot, picked up some more picks, and then stayed at five or six or something like that and got Kyle Pitts. Al is in Wisconsin. Al? Al! No, Al. Uh Uh-oh. I heard, oh, I heard a turning yeah, no, blinker. He's turning. He's turning. He's turning. Make sure to turn is safe, Al. All right. We lose Al. We move on from Al. We go yeah. to oh, Al. You, Al, you yeah. good? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, Here right. we go. There you go. You guys are talking so much about the football. So um, I wanted to get back to the uh, uh, statement that Dr. J made. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, I disagree with the with the first and second team, but I will share this as far as the purchasing of a championship and the special players and that. Mm-hmm. If you recall, we can go and I can give you about eight of them. Utah, you had Malone and Stockton. These were mainstays. These were people that were foundations. Isaiah Thomas with Detroit. The main person stayed. Jordan with the Bulls mm-hmm. stayed. Larry Bird, known as the Celtics, mm-hmm. stayed. Even though they had other players, Magic was the – was the foundation there. Duncan was the foundation San Antonio. Even back with the Knicks, Willis Reed, Frazier, Bradley, you know, Monroe. Mm-hmm. All of these were bullhorks. They were stable. Jerry West, Chamberlain, Goodrich, Harrison. All of these, even Philly, Dr. J, Malone. So the main person never left. That person was known as the team. So as a general manager, may get a couple pieces together. And, but you that, know, you know what? Trade. I'll say this, Al, and thanks for the call and for the historical breakdown. Uh, <laughs> what what you had then was I got my franchise player, and now as a GM, I got to build around him. What you have in the new generation is I'm a franchise player, and they're not building around me, and I'm losing my prime years. So let me get out of here. Charles Barkley was the mainstay in Philly. 
Charles Barkley was like, I'm done. I'm like, done. like, we're not building and, and right. Fa- so fans get me out of here and, sa- and wait, go wait, on no. to Phoenix. But I hate how fans hold it Clyde against Drexel players. Like, oh, well, they left. They like, they abandoned us. I'm like, well, you weren't helping them yeah. achieve their goal. Right. Like, why do I have to be patient? Like, if we're, if we're talking about all these general managers and you're like, look, you're trusting that person to make decisions on whether you can play or not or whether you can win a championship. <laughs> After a while, I'm like, you ain't getting it done. Well, when you when you think about what he just said, though, and you know me, I'm going geographically. Everybody he named was in a big market. Mm. Everyone he named. Mm-hmm. So when you say, well, what about small markets? They screw it up. Cleveland was cool. LeBron was good. But him and the ownership couldn't get along because the owner didn't understand that I got a billion-dollar dude playing for me. Mm-hmm. He's going to be richer than me one day. His Let franchise me- value went Skyrocket when LeBron left, plummeted. So you've got to kind of manage that and massage that a certain way. Here's another one for you. Orlando, they had the diesel, Shaq, and Penny. Penny. All they had to do was pay Shaq what he wanted. They made a decision, well, you know, we're going to offer you $90 million. When, 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 I know, it's all relative. Don't start laughing. Don't start laughing. It's all relative, and we're talking about sports and basketball and big money. I know, I know. But they, Shaq looks over there and says, y'all just gave uh, uh, Lonzo Mourning 100, and y'all can't, they won't give me 100? And also, that back like, then, what? Shaq also was seeing, for him, big market, big opportunities exactly. because he was becoming but I could have fixed a that. such a personality. But I could have fixed yeah, that in Orlando I, with I no problem. Completely I'm going to give you 150. Yeah. I'm going to make you the highest paid player in the history of basketball Thank by you. a mile. Back then, the fear I was I won't make that money back. I but it costs you more yeah. to lose those players. Yes. And another example of currently, again, the guy we keep watching is Dame Lillard. And when does Dame Lillard reach a point where it's like, I, I, I want to win a championship and I can't do it if I stay here, but he's showing that loyalty that we all love. Or Bradley Beal. But at the end, and Bradley Beal. But at the end of their careers, if they're ringless, you know, that's obviously a big part of the conversation. And people destroy right. you in the media all the time. Well, he's not going to win one there. Yeah, you're Where'd not you a winner. Yeah, you're, you're not, not a winning, winner. But you're also loyal. All right, real late on this. So stay in line. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll get back to your calls. But right now, we've got a sports center. And that will do it. The Nets able to conquer the demon that is the Toronto Raptors. 116-103 the final as Brooklyn celebrates an official playoff berth with a win. Ryan Rucco on Yes Network as the Nets become the first Eastern Conference team to clinch a playoff berth, a 116-103 win over the Raptors. They lead the 76ers by a game and a half for the top spot in the East. KD had 17 points, 10 rebounds for his eighth double-double of the season. The Mavericks, they routed the Warriors 133-103. They used a 28-0 run, a 28-0 in the first half to lead them that way as Golden State went scoreless for 9 minutes and 38 seconds. Hard to believe, but it's true. It's the longest scoring drought, according to Elias, in a game since December 2009, Steph Curry had 27 points, five three-pointers. He's got 93s now in the month of April. There was also one game left for him. That's Thursday against Minnesota. Ravens coach John Harbaugh, he's guaranteed that Baltimore will pick up Lamar Jackson's fifth-year option. He said that on the Rich Eisen Show. The 2019 MVP will make a guaranteed $23.1 million in 2022. It's a pretty big raise from his $1.7 million salary last season. 
Jackson's 30 wins and staking over as Baltimore starter in week 11 of the 2018 season, the most in the NFL. Sports Center brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. It's time for some Straight Talk. Cutting your wireless bill in half feels good. Home run in the ninth, good. Straight Talk offers 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. So we've been asking, as the draft is tomorrow, what GM is most desperate to get that first-round pick right? We've talked about the Niners. They made the big trade. they got to get that right. The Jets at number two, perpetually, seems like they got to get it right. The Bears, of course, are a mess. They might be on the hottest seat of all uh, in Ryan Pace. The Giants maybe at 11. The Cowboys at 10. Anybody else? Howie Roseman. Mm. The Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles. Do they get a receiver? He's, he's got to address whatever it is. He's got to get it right. Whatever addressing is. How come he hasn't gotten as much heat? It was all on uh, – Peterson, it was all on Carson Wentz. Well, I don't know that he hasn't gotten He's heat. gotten a lot of heat. He has? I, I think he has. It's just feel that, like nearly as much as the other guys did. I mean, he's been getting heat on this show. Well, it's I mean, not really. That's true. It. You guys are right. Philly, yes. I'm sure in Philadelphia, yes. he's probably getting torched, right? It, but from a national perspective, it's like, eh, Eagles mm-hmm. ain't really national like that, this where people ain't really dialing in. We, we talk about Chicago. They were a Super Bowl champ with a young quarterback. It almost seemed like... They were set up. Yeah, but but you got to also remember that they got rid of their young quarterback here within the last several months. Yeah. So leading up to getting rid of Carson Wentz was when his name was really cracking and popping. Since then, we've moved on from him to the Ryan Paces of the world. We're focusing in on that sort of stuff because Chicago doesn't have a young quarterback where the Eagles have Jalen Hurts sitting there. Now they got to figure out what they want to do at 12. Do you go and you get a Jalen Waddle or do you get a Devontae Smith who Jalen Hurts has a relationship right. with who kind of can give them inside information? They went and got Jalen Rigger. They reached on him, missed on Jefferson. Jefferson goes to Minnesota, has basically an all-pro season where Jalen Rigger, I don't – what did he catch, 20 balls all year long? I mean, he was in and out of the lineup, hamstring here, finger there. Yeah, they got to get him right they to get make him right. sure that that pick is, is but, correct, but, no doubt. But they need some receivers in general. I mean, they don't really have anything. Deshaun Jackson was their speed guy. He's now with the Rams. Jalen Rigger is a guy who can run. But if you add one of those other two Alabama guys to the mix at 12, then you probably can get a guy that can lift the coverage for the other guys that come underneath. All right, Eagles definitely on that list. I got one. And I know we talked about it. The 15th pick. I mean, Bill Belichick, the Patriots. Interesting. Interesting. It's just just, very interesting, right, considering how much they spent, right, Getting all these big time players. It's almost there. like this is now the, the like the cherry on top after spending all that money in free agency. Like, now have a good move? draft and complete the deal. Whatever he decides. Well, <laughs> obviously, Keith. Thank what, you, Captain what, Obvious. Whatever <laughs> he decides. I know, but I'm just saying, like there, 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 there is this whole following of Bill Belichick going into the season, considering how last year was disappointing. Just how he will follow that up, mm-hmm. and internally in that Boston area, like people are talking about, like what are we, what are he, we doing? I, I know Key doesn't like going there. Because hey, Bill Belichick can never be on the hot seat, and no. I understand how people can say that. But still, that's a conversation no, that's no. festering. He, he, he's not on the hot seat, but he's on the I have to question your yes. move seat. Yes, because every some move of his, now. Some of it, not like every move, but some of his draft picks in, in recent history hadn't panned out at the level in which you would think. But that's also, he had it, has had a luxury 
for so long where you could take flyers on guys because you had you were stacked from one end to the next. So if you hit on a guy, it's like, okay, we hit on him. If I miss on a guy, I missed on him. It's almost like Doesn't, in yeah, basketball exactly. where a team has the last pick in the draft. For many years as the as a Laker fan, we always had like the last pick in the draft. Didn't matter because you had Kobe. Like, we had Kobe and Powell and Shaq and Kobe and, and D. Fish. And him. It was like that dude ain't going to make the team any damn way. Mm-hmm. You just right. put D. Fish in the same conversation with Kobe I'm talking Powell. About, and, I'm talking about oh, come the on. team, man. D. Fish, he yeah, D. Big Fish was Mr. Yeah. Clutch. I, 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 but I'm not putting – I know, I know. I, just, I know. I know what he was saying. No, you wasn't like it, a Derek Fisher type player. I mean, Sam, <laughs> no, I'm just right, saying. You see, <laughs> you're going right, to stop right. disrespecting me, man. You're going to stop disrespecting me. You've been doing it a lot lately. You've been doing it a lot lately. Those comps those comps are off the charts. Let me read it to you guys. Let me, read, let, let me read yeah, a tweet about. Can go. Deep fish can go. Fine, he couldn't go like I can go. I didn't. I just say he oh, can no. go. You call me a deep fish type player. <laughs> a guard, man, a small guard. No, that no, had no, I, no. He called facilitate. you. Clutch. I was taller than deep fish. He called you clutch. Are you tall than deep Derek fish? Derek Fisher. Oh boy. See now, right. now I'm having Evan find out who's higher. You, you guys, Derek you guys discuss as we're talking about Harry Roseman. So JD <sighs> sent a tweet saying last week at the Phillies game there was a fire Howie chant. See, there you go. So Always he's happening. getting heat in Philly, yeah. no yeah, doubt about that. All right. I meant, yeah, I definitely meant, meant nationally, there's no doubt about it. Uh, when it comes to GMs in the hot seat, Robert on Twitter said Bears. Mike said the Cowboys. He said, don't let Jerry do Jerry things. Mm. But Jer- see that, Jerry but, but, things. But, but, it's like taking Kyle Pitts when they need defense. It, if it, Kyle Pitts is a 10, it but doesn't, Alan, doesn't make any sense. Alan, I, I want to let Cowboy fans know mm-hmm. it's not Jerry doing Jerry things. What they is don't. It? It's it's Jerry being Jerry, just well, talking. Well, he's doing... not picking the players. He's not. Well, if if that was the case, he would have taken Johnny Manziel. He's not and picking we know the that players, didn't happen, right? He's getting intel from a great scouting department set up by Will Clay and his son Stephen and Jerry Junior. Mm-hmm. They're the ones putting everything together. Okay. He's out front. Hell, he had to turn to Mike McCarthy to ask Mike, hey. How many coach? Tell me how many of their numbers, of the plays they're missing. He had to turn to him to find out. Don't we all have to have that syrupy Texas twang just when we talk. When we talk man, about I, Jerry, we all have to do it. Man, I love um, Jerry. Man, many, I ain't gonna say one. Ba- I ain't gonna say one bad thing about Jerry. I ain't no, gonna say kidding. one bad thing about him because I love him. He's so, he's a character, but right. he, you know that's who he is. Evan did the research. Do we? Uh, so what's the tale of the tape, Evan, between Derek Fisher and Jay Will? Yeah, Jay six two one ninety five. According to uh, Basketball Reference, mm-hmm. that's what he played at. Derek Fisher. Uh, Six one two hundred. So you slightly you 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 no you no 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 you Air Force respect my name. Put it up. Just give me respect, Key. Don't try to say little. No, No, I didn't say little. I said you are a Air Force shoe. No above. No, I got video too. Every time I saw you, I'm not talking about your game. (laughs) Well, that's what you're doing. You're being disrespectful, damn it. Clearly, your game was ridiculous. She was the Naismith player of the year. Should have went to Boozer. You were also. (laughs) You see how he builds you up and then cuts you at the knees at the same time. Subtle, though. Wait, it was Naismith and what was the other one? No, you don't know. No, what's the other? Man, what's the other one? Just tell me. I don't know. We'll 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 find out the other. Some other one. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll check it out. No, the trophy Google happening. (laughs) It's Naismith. Why do you want me to help you? Because I don't want to help you. So the over-under on when these guys will start stop arguing, we'll do that. And, of course, more over-unders as well. If you want to make some money on draft night, believe it or not, we have over-unders on the draft. Over-unders. Hey, Paulie. 
Paulie, we got over on this coming up. Let's That's go to the and make these bets. As this from O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, jeez. A weak battery could leave you stranded, <laughs> so don't take the chance. O'Reilly Auto Parts will test your battery free of charge if your battery needs to be replaced. They're professional parts. People can help you find the exact battery that fits your car or truck at a guaranteed low price, especially here in the Northeast when it gets cold. Make sure your vehicle is prepared for the weather ahead by getting your battery tested for free at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Riley in South Carolina, you're on ESPN Radio. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, day one, listen to man. I'm a big fan. Hey, Jay, I appreciate your football acumen. Hey, Zubin, you the man. Key, I appreciate you and you was down there in Carolina too, baby. I appreciate More that. More from Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. John J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. August, join us on the Goodyear Hotline as we creep closer to the NFL Draft tomorrow night. Full coverage of course, everywhere you can find us, ESPN, ESPN Radio, all of it. And so when it comes to the draft, there's not only as predicting who's going to go where, but, you know, there's also different over-unders, right? I'll make some money. Let's play a little game. Let's play a little NFL draft over-under over under. as we bring in Evan to run the show. Here we go. Justin Fields, draft position, seven and a half. By the way, all of these numbers courtesy of our friends at Caesars William Hill. Justin Fields, seven and a half, over, under. I'm going to say over. I'm going to say over. Yeah, I'm starting. I hate it, though. I'm starting I, I hate it. it. I mean, you believe it, but I it's, hate it. No, I start, I, I, I'm starting to lose faith because I spoke to somebody last night that I trust and I believe in, and he thinks it's Trey Lance to the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm going to have to say over. 
Yeah, I'm telling you, the media and fans love Justin Fields. The evaluators, not as much. That's reality. Go ahead, Ep. All right, Panay Sewell, the uh, top offensive lineman in this draft. Five and a half on his draft position. Over, under. Five and a half would be five is uh, Cincinnati. 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 I would take the under. I'm going to take the under. I would take the under. Yeah. I'm trying to protect Joe Burrow. Yeah, I, I think you're I right. I have to. I think that's the under. I have to. I'm going to say over just because I think Cincinnati will screw it up. You think they're going to take a wide receiver? Like I, think they, I think they're going to take a receiver or trade out of the spot trying to get cutesy because what A.J. Pitts Green. is there, though? What if Atlanta – like, right? What if Pitts, Pitts is, is there, there at four. five? Yeah. Does, does that make Cincinnati change their mind? They, I can get an offensive lineman later. I, I don't know what Cincinnati's tied in situation is like. I got I got I don't know their I don't know that that block. Ev, next up. Yeah, over under Alabama players taken in the first in the top ten picks. Two and a half. I would say under. Yeah, I think you're I would right. say under too. Yeah, you got Mac and you got the two wide receivers. Yeah. Answer, ten. Uh, answer, answer ten. Answer ten. That's oh, right. Oh my oh, god. Yeah, maybe over. Because mm, it's top ten. Top ten. And it's I two say, and a half. I would yeah, say. Over, I would over, say over. under. And the reason I'm saying under is as much as we keep talking about Sertan from a national standpoint, more people are pushing the Cowboys to go after J.C. Horn, mm-hmm. who's more mm-hmm. physical, snack, crackle, pop, has a little more physical attributes. Uh, he can pick them up and put them down. Plays a lot more man-to-man coverage. I mean, I, I just – I'm starting to lean toward him going to the okay. Cowboys. Okay. So, potential of four, but you think it two. Yeah. Okay. First USC player drafted, 16 and a half over under. Who will be the first? No, no, no. no. USC. USC. USC player. Like, what, any USC player will be what, drafted in the like top in 16 picks oh, 16. or after that. I would say under. Who? Elijah Tucker, offensive guard. He'll be drafted right around that sweet spot. Yeah. That's Elijah Vera well, Tucker, probably. over under draft position, is, is at 16 yeah. and a half right on Caesar's there. Arizona. Mm. He's right there. Over. I have no idea. Under. Under. I'll, t- I'll take keys later on that. Gambo said it. Vera Tucker. So. First non-quarterback drafted, pick three and a half. <laughs> I mean, it's right, I would say right there. I would say over. Yeah, yeah. I would go over too. Yeah, Sorry, four and a half, four and a half, four, four and a half, or three and a half. Four and a half, it's, it's, half. it's four and a half. My bad. No, it's different. I would still say over. Really? Yeah. I would say under. I'm saying under. Because <clears throat> you got the three quarterback, got yeah. four and quarterbacks, got Atlanta. and then Atlanta, then Atlanta. You think Atlanta's going to trade out? And no, you got be the quarterbacks, quarterback? all quarterbacks. Four you think quarterbacks. all four are going to be yes, quarterbacks? Atlanta's absolutely. definitely taking a quarterback. I believe they're going to take a Matt quarterback. Ryan is three years left in his deal. He's taking a quarterback. I think they're going to take a quarterback of a, instead of an offensive weapon. Well, it's weapon. not really three years; it's two, basically. Fair. Right. First, first wide receiver. This does not count Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. First wide receiver drafted five and a half. Over. I'll take over because I, I the Bengals get him Penny Sewell. Mm-hmm. Over. Over. Key? Yeah. <coughs> Najee Harris draft position, 28 and a half. Under. Under. No way he gets past the Jets at 23. Under. He will if Jalen Waddle's still on the no. board as he was in our mock draft. We'll have to have a conversation about that. All right, Jalen Waddle, 2021 draft position, 11 and a half. 
Over. Over. Confident. Devontae Smith, 2021 draft position, 11 and a half. Over. Over. Even Devontae Smith, huh? huh? Either one of them going to go to 12 to Philadelphia. Jamar Chase will be the first receiver off the board. That means there's only one going in the top 10? Yeah. Okay. What was the number? 12 and a half? I thought it was 11 11 and a half. 11 and a half. half. Yeah. I'm going to go over also. I go over. Uh, Last one. Trey Lance, draft position, six and a half. Under. Trey Lance? I'll go under. Under. I'm going to say over. That was was riveting. A lot of energy there. Yeah. That was great. That was our, our, our NFL draft what was our host? You Over know, unders. No, that was fine. And now, was did good. we now did we write these down? Is the key because of no. course it won't matter if we don't remember what we all picked. I mean, we got to come back it's all on the top of your head. Key's big brain. You're, it's the big brain. What they, they say? You've got a big brain. I didn't say anything. I'm waiting for you to finish the show. Or not well, finish we still the show, have finish. Yeah, we still have two hours. Finish this segment. You didn't have anything else to add. I was just all right. So we'll remember and we'll see how it goes. The very uh, the day after the draft, and we'll see how we all did. But I mean, Devontae you know, Smith, eleven. That's interesting though. What you under. said about those guys, though, yeah, it was the last one. It's the Board receivers. Of- <laughs> I can't. I just want to see if his brain was functioning right this morning. My brain is trying to just keep up with you guys. After that's the Knicks, all you know? I'm here to do is keep up with you guys. But we are here. Yeah, moving like a turtle to man, get you go. ready for the draft. Oh, to get Evans you ready for the it. draft, that's what we are doing. And we will take your calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, and more, including the Nets clinching the playoffs. KJZ, ESPN Radio.